0: The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Jack and Lou, A Gangster Love Story, Episode 5, starring Lisa Kudrow. Order! Order!
1: You may proceed, Mr. Feldman.
0: Ms. Rolf, Louise, what is the nature of your and Jack McGurn's relationship?
2: He's the one true love of my life. We are in the midst of a passionate romance. The reporters couldn't get enough of me. We live together and No, we are not married. Anyone who doesn't like it can go to hell.
0: Are you employed, Miss Ralph?
2: I'm a dancer. It's how I won my handsome Jack over.
0: And where were you on the morning of the massacre?
2: Jack and I slept late and spent the morning in bed. The first we heard of the tragedy was when we turned on the radio. I was so beside myself at the horror... Jack held me while I bawled like a baby. Oh, My Jack had nothing to do with the massacre. Plus, darlings, he'd never abandoned me on Valentine's Day. All the other witnesses either didn't show up or suddenly couldn't remember their stories. What was known as Chicago Amnesia. <laughs> so they had to let us go. Lou, Lou, sweetheart, can you look over here? Jack and Lou,
1: can you smile for us? Jack,
2: we're celebrities. Jack and I were charged with violation of the moral code. Bullshit charge, so they couldn't hold us for long.
3: That's when you got your nickname, the blonde alibi?
2: Well, I'm not as blonde as I used to be. But trust me, these locks used to be brighter than the sun.
3: And machine gun Jack McGurn.
2: Men always get the best nicknames. The press turned us into legends. Let me see what you wrote. Uh I usually don't like to.. <laughs> <laughs> Perjury? home wrecker. <laughs> I thought you were such a sweet thing. And what's this? Glory whore. You conniving little bitch. I didn't
3: realize being party to infamous murderers was such an achievement. Excuse me? You were sleeping with a married man who also happened to be a notorious killer. You just bragged about how you helped him commit a massacre and then you
2: lied about it in court. You think that makes you a legend! Who are you to talk, Miss High and Mighty? Some trashy college student looking for a break? You sure as hell aren't a real reporter. Well fuck you, whoever you are. I was being nice. But you can get the hell out of my house. This interrogation is over. I'll let myself out. This damn thing.
3: That vicious woman. Fuck, fuck. God damn it. It's currently 12.46 p.m. My conversation with Louise Rolfe came to an abrupt conclusion. I... Shit. Well, I totally blew it. Wait. Wait a minute. Did I forget something?
2: No, but I'd like it if you'd come back inside. Please. Do I really need this? (laughs) Sorry, I don't remember your name. That's because you
3: never asked. Oops. My name is June.
2: June Francis. Louise Nash. Pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Are you soaked? Do you need a towel?
3: No, thanks. It's not so bad. Well, where did you grow up? Chicago. Ah, a hometown girl. (laughs) Here, let me.
2: Oh. Thank you.
3: Listen, I'm sorry. What I said earlier wasn't very professional. I shouldn't have attacked you.
2: It's all right. I can fight back. (laughs)
3: You sure can. And you were right. I lied. I'm not a real reporter yet. I'm still in school. I thought this story might help me
2: get a job. Well, who am I to judge? I can't (sighs) hate who I was. I was 23. Naive. And in love. I would have done anything to protect him. Conscience is a luxury some of us can't afford. <laughs> I think it's about time for me to tell someone my story. I'd like that. Mm, maybe no more recording. You never know what I'm going to blurt out. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, if I take notes? Sure. Sure. You owe me the juiciest details about your life in return, though. Hardly a match for yours, but sure. So, what happened after the trial? Bugs left Chicago after Valentine's Day, alive but finished. Capone was unchallenged king of the city. He became known as public enemy number one. Jack was number four. Snorky told him to lay low for a while. We moved out of the city to a nice place in Oak Park. When Jack wasn't out on the greens, he was putting balls on the carpet. Jack was still on the Capone payroll. He had part ownership in nightclubs. Life was good. Honey? Yeah? These reporters here tell me you've been killed.
1: What a shame. In my prime, too. Are
3: you in one piece,
2: Mr.
1: McGurn? Do I look like I'm all here? The, the Tribune just said you got bumped off by the Tui Gang. You ever hear of a ghost shooting around a 66? That's what I shot this morning. Do you think the Tui Gang have it coming, Jack? Boys, I gotta tell you, I'm out of that game. I'm going to be doing a lot of shooting, but it'll only be golf balls being hit. Just to confirm, you're saying you're not dead. Get out of here,
0: fellas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jack McGurn was history. He entered the Western Open as Vincent Gabardi. This was his dream, to reinvent himself as a pro golfer. He was good, too.
0: On the 8th tee, our co-leaders had one under par, Joseph Smith and Vincent Gibaldi.
2: He birdied the 7th, tied the tournament for lead. He was on a roll. But Detective Drury and his officers cut that momentum short, walked right on to the 8th green. Do you believe that?
1: Vincent Gabaldi, alias machine gun Jack McGurn. You're under arrest for violation of the Man Act. We got a warrant. Hey, get your hands off me!
2: Whose brilliant idea was this? What in hell is the Man Act?
1: The White Slave Trafficking Act. You are charged as well.
2: White slavery? Are you insane? Get off me!
1: Look, Drury, people paid a lot to watch this tournament. Can I finish my round? If that's your last wish, I don't see why not. We'll be watching. Thank you.
2: The Mann Act was originally passed to deal with interstate prostitution. Now they were digging up ancient laws just to get a jack. <sighs> Damn it. Blah. His next shot landed in a deep bunker. Fuck. And the next. And the next. Fuck. Jack, focus, ignore them. Then he had a gimme two-foot putt, which he missed.
1: You busted up my game, Drury. I'll break your head. Cuff him. Is it a crime to play golf? Why bother me? How about the punks out there pulling stick-ups? I've done nothing for a year except practice for this tournament. I'm booked for carrying concealed ideas.
2: His dreams died that day on the greens of Olympia Fields. Our lawyer, Benny Feldman, thought the charges were laughable, but advised Jack to get divorced and marry me as soon as possible. So, Jack went to Helen.
1: You will both be taken care of, Helen.
2: She resisted divorce because of her Catholic scruples. But at the prospect of Jack going to jail, she gave in for Joanna's sake. I really have no choice though, do I? Since that blonde tramp opened up her legs. Just keep her away from my daughter.
0: All right, lovebirds, show me those rings.
2: We got married at City Hall on May 2nd, 1931.
1: I love you, Mrs. McGurn.
2: (laughs) Till death do us part. Why don't I carry
1: you down the steps, Mrs. McGurn?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your Honor, on multiple occasions, Mr. McGurn transported this woman over state lines for immoral purpose. Thank you, Counselor. Any response, Mr. Feldman? Your Honor, the woman in question is Louise McGurn, his legal and perfectly moral wife. The man Act is nothing less than an absurd tool of blackmail, a legal monstrosity. This case is a desperate attempt to send a man to prison on charges that have nothing to do with his alleged crimes.
2: We thought that with us married, We couldn't be charged with white slavery anymore.
0: Does the state have any witnesses?
2: Yes, Your Honor. We have 60. What the hell's he
1: talking about?
2: They brought the first witness to the stand, the Hotel Stevens receptionist. Do you recognize
0: this man and this woman? I do. They were guests at the Hotel Stevens last year. What name did they give you when they checked in? Doro, Mr. and Mrs. Vincent Doro.
2: It got worse and worse. They dragged in hotel managers, porters, maids, doormen, elevator operators, all swearing they'd seen us together in and out of state.
0: Yeah, those two right there, I I seen them.
1: Mr. McGurn. uh, Yes, Your Honor. The testimony of multiple witnesses indicates that the sanctity and institution of marriage holds no meaning or relevance to you. Your marriage to Louise Rolfe is a sham. I sentence you to six years at the Leavenworth Penitentiary. Louise Rolfe is sentenced to four months in county jail as an accessory to your crimes. Bail is set at 15,000 for Mr. McGurn, 5,000 for Mrs. Rolfe.
0: Killed anyone lately, Jack? Where were you on Valentine's Day?
1: Is it true you married a whore? No answers today, fellas. Come on, Lou.
2: Our lives were shattered. Nothing was ever the same after that. Whew! I need another drink, you? Sure, why not? Atta girl! We fought the man case all the way to the Supreme Court. We eventually won, but it took such a toll. Then Snorky was sent to Alcatraz for 20 years for tax evasion, you believe that? And he anointed Frank Needy as his successor. Jack was devastated. His hero had betrayed him. Bit by bit, Needy consolidated power, discredited Jack, pushed him into obscurity. Jack was adrift. Without Al, he had lost his anchor. And Drury had a vendetta. Arrested him for anything he could dream up, public intoxication, even vagrancy.
0: Hands behind your back,
1: McGurn. You know the drill.
2: After Prohibition ended, Jack's income from the clubs ended too. We were going broke and had to sell off our treasured possessions. The wound in his lung never healed properly. He was sick a lot, drank heavily, and was in a permanent foul temper. (laughs) I tried to get him out of the house. Hey, darling, you think we could take our daughters to the park?
1: Are you out of your mind?
2: I just thought, since they're the same age,
1: You thought nothing. End the discussion. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I have done... some terrible things. What have you done, my son? I have killed... many times.
0: Have you taken responsibility? Uh, Come clean?
1: No, I'd be a dead man before god then i did what i had to do i can't change my past i can only change what i do next
0: without contrition i cannot grant you absolution you cannot wash the blood of sin off your own hands allow christ to wash them with his blood then you will be clean god damn it
2: We spent a lot of our time at a low-life bar on the south side. Uh. You know what, Jack? We've traded champagne and lobster for beer and peanuts. It's something. You know, I met a man in a bar once. He waltzed up, spun me off my feet, took me to bed. I thought I'd never stop smiling. Remember him?
1: What do you want me to say, huh?
2: I don't want you to say anything. I want you to do something. We got bills and debts. We need money. I'm pulling my weight, I'm dancing, but you don't even care.
1: I'll find money.
2: Yeah, how? I bet you don't even know what day it is. February 13th. What day is tomorrow? That mean anything to you? It's time to talk to Needy. You're drunk. Hey, look at me. Do I have to spell everything out for you? time to get rid of him. Bang.
1: No, Lou, Frank is family. I swore a blood oath, family before everything.
0: Lisa Kudrow as Luis Rolfe and Lou Rolfe. Lee Joel Scott as Jack McGurn. Sarah Montgomery as June Francis. Tyler Gercullo as William Drury and reporter. Adam Pilver as Benny Feldman. Carolyn Carpenter as Helen. Todd Gajdasek as Judge Green, reporter, photographer, and priest. Leonardo Santaiti as prosecutor. Ryan Noble as receptionist. Bill Rogers as referee and reporter. Danny Roberts as witness. Produced by Yun Jin Lee and Mehmet Gungoran. Based on a story by John Watson. Sound supervised by Audrey Gu and Kaba Tsai. Original music composed by David Miles Lewis.